We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain, Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCrady. That is uh, Tyler Siski. We'll be with you here for, I don't know, an hour and 15, hour 20 is what we usually end up doing. Sometimes a little longer, trying to work on making sure that we stay within some time parameters. Because I got people that are, um, you got to hurry up and write your articles. Well, and I've also got people going, hey, I can't get to all y'all's podcasts, which is a good thing. But we want them to get to the podcast. All right, I'm gonna need your palate on this one. All right, so uh, today on the show, okay, let me pull up this right here. I can tell people a little bit about Rain. Oh, I'm interested because you want to get your thoughts here in a second. Um, brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel. Uh, 300 milligrams natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Today, I made I made an Instagram order. I, I thought it was my turn to. Instagram? Not Instagram. Not Instagram. I was just looking at the word Instagram in the reader. I, I made an Amazon Let me order. get you a funnel over there. You need something to go, you need an IV, a funnel? No, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Um, just made a mistake. I read the word Instagram on the reader, and <laughs> trans that word ricketed through my uh, measly brain, and it came out of my mouth. That's what happened. So I ordered the uh, Rain Inferno True Blue. Right, I'm gonna get your palate on this one. Okay. I like Red Dragon better. <laughs> what is it though? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, that's why I said I need some help. I think it's not I was, cherry. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I was like braced for something sort of like blueberry ish. It's not that. It's kind of. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Where's Bob? Where's Bob when I need him? 
Mm. I'm going to text Bob and see if he yeah, can. Yeah, find out what, 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 what the flavor is. Bob was in Canada last week. Let's see here. Helps burn calories, it says. This is the thermogenic. Helps yep. burn calories, accelerates metabolism, reduces fatigue. Uh, increases it's a, it's concentration. The, it's the citrulline that makes it speeds up the. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting flavor. It's good. I like the Red Dragon better. No, Red Dragon is the best flavor they make. So. All right, I'll I'll, uh, I'll check back. I'll, I'll text him. <laughs> yeah, I like the cherry limeade a lot. Um, yeah, I got a lot of thoughts on picks. Right. We're gonna get to picks in a minute. We'll we'll talk about picks in a minute because I'm I'm. I'm I'm hitting the point where I'm in deep trouble, and I feel like I've done a lot of this to myself. Okay. And I'm angry about it, if I'm honest. I'm angry at me. Are you angry? Not really angry. Just a little frustrated at myself that I've allowed myself to dig such a giant hole here. Oh, we're getting there. The road to Boise is getting... <sighs> getting clear. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about a couple things first. Yep. Callie says, y'all have my husband drinking these. Marketing is working great. Yet, yeah, tell him we said thanks, Callie. Yep. Glad, glad, to, glad to help. He's got some energy around the house. Yeah, put him to work. I mean, if he can't sleep at one in the morning, say, hey. Go cut the grass. Turn the lights on. Yeah, go mow. <laughs> how, how pissed off would you be if you were trying to sleep and your your neighbor cranked up the lawnmower about 1 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> I have mowed at night before. Have you really? Yeah, just to see if the light on the tractor thing worked. Like, like what time, though? Like 9 o'clock. I'd be low-key pissed. We'd have, I'd be like, I'd, I'd go, I may, may or may not. Put your lawnmower up for you <laughs> at nine o'clock, whether whether you had an option or not. No one said anything. And it did most work. people won't. It did work. Yeah, most people won't say anything. They'll just complain. Yeah, just They'll say, write, you, write you messages on your message board. Say nasty things about you. Start a thread on you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Georgia Tech. They uh, lost to UCF a week after losing to Ole Miss, and uh, Jeff Collins is out. The AD is out. It really begs a question. Um, the first question is like, okay, why now? And the only potential answer that has any satisfying value to me is, well, it's made it where the atmosphere around the program is so caustic that it's just nasty. And by making a change, you at least eliminate that from hanging over you. Still, he's the coach. It was his team. I'm a major proponent for letting people finish the season. Even if it becomes obvious to everyone that this is going to be it. And even if privately you call him in and say, hey, Jeff, you obviously have been in this. You know where we're going. This isn't working. We are going behind the scenes to start searching. We're not going to bring you back. Yeah. You know, we we don't want to do anything to embarrass you. We don't want to make this whatever, but it's a business and this isn't working and et cetera. Right. Doing it on September the 26th, I don't really know what gets accomplished. Well, I think of, you know, to note here would be that they let go of the AD and him on the same day. And this could be totally false. I have not got this validated or anything but i did hear today that the reason the ad got let go was because he was like no let's just wait to the end of the year not that that was going to save him anyway but 
I just here here's the problem with Georgia Tech is <laughs> yeah. Yep. You got a list. Here's the problem. Well, I have a problem. Yeah. Um, Money. Yeah, but Georgia Tech. First of all, there was I mean, he had a big contract because at the beginning when he was hired, he understood the reason he had a big contract. Not anybody. Not a lot of people wanted to take that job because they were going from the triple option. Yeah. Total rebuild. Now in today's environment, it will be a little easier to do that. It's with the transfer portal and be able to get more players and, you know, to fit your scheme. Yeah. You know, Georgia Southern says hello. I mean, they were able to do it quickly as well. Um, but at the end of the day, Jeff Collins is a good football coach, man. I mean, this guy's been a defensive coordinator. Sure. Very successful at many, many stops. Oh, but he'll get employed again. Yeah. Yeah. But he's a good recruiter and he's a good football coach. He's organized. Who's standing in line to go take that job where you have to go play Georgia as your non-conference every year? Mm-hmm. You're in the your permanent crossover or whatever they call it in that league is Clemson. Yep, Br- right. brutal. Oh, from a scheduling standpoint, yeah, let's brutal. not let's not hook you up with any easier games. They got a home and home with Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. All right, and then they're at when they drop Ole Miss, they're going to go do a home and home with Notre Dame. Yeah, and they've got. I was looking at their. They play one team and then they rest they've got several sec home and homes coming up in addition to the one that they have with georgia i I I can't remember who else it was in the sec but it was another sec team maybe it's mississippi state i can't remember yeah but it's somebody in the sec that is going to beat them at least once or twice yeah and everybody says oh well you know you know atlanta's a hotbed for recruiting well yeah but guess who else knows that the other 130 teams in the in the fbs everybody recruits atlanta Everyone recruits Atlanta. Yeah. Everyone. Yes, of course. I mean, I'm talking about everyone. everyone. Well, you can fly into it. It's easy. Yeah, I'm Go talking recruit. about it may be the most – I mean, that Dallas or the two cities that may be recruited the most. Mm-hmm. I mean, more sure. than any other city in America. Sure. Um, then probably Miami is in there. But those three cities are – I mean, everybody recruits that. I understand that it's downtown. Everybody's like, oh, well, you got NIL opportunities everywhere. Yeah, they, they've booked a home-and-home, home, as Grind points out in the stream, with Alabama. Oh, congratulations on that. I mean, what are you thinking? Congratulations. What are you doing? <laughs> but so, I mean, who the hell is in the room that goes, wait, wait what are we doing? Yeah. Alabama? You said Alabama A&M, right? Nope. Alabama State, right? <laughs> um, South Alabama? I mean, I'm a little worried about South Alabama, but maybe South Alabama? No, no, no. Alabama. Again, let's go back through these West lists. Alabama? Yeah. <laughs> North Alabama? We just need no. to get us to East Alabama. We've you, been business. You're like, you're like Nick Saban's Alabama. No, no. Whatever we – no. Call back. Tell them we were drunk. Get out. Yeah. I just – They play Alabama, Georgia, and Clemson in 2024. <laughs> I mean – What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? All right, so here's my point. Is who's lining up to take this job? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. So you know, let's so let's let's do this. You know yeah. a lot of coaches. You do. You I know, do. You know a lot of coaches. So if you're talking to a John Summerall, a um, Sean Elliott, a Kane Womack, um, and one of those guys goes, "Hey Tyler, Georgia Tech called my agent. They want to talk. Like they're serious." All joking aside, yeah. 
What do you say to one of those guys? They're at Troy. They're at Georgia State. They're at South Alabama. They're young guys. They, they all have pretty bright futures. There's no guarantees. I mean, my, if Billy, I was there, Billy Napier did the Billy Napier did the I'm a believe in myself thing, and I'm gonna yeah. hang on. Kirby and, Smart did too, and yeah, Kirby did too. I'm gonna hang. Now Kirby's deal was a little different. Kirby's deal was different because he was the DC at Alabama, and he knew as long as he busted his ass and recruited that they were gonna have great players and that he was gonna have opportunities. Yeah, but he turned down big jobs to but wait my, for the one. Right. He wanted. My point is, is that Billy was at a place where there's no guarantee. That you can keep doing it at Louisiana Lafayette. Right. I mean, just look at this last weekend. I mean. That's because he took all up into Florida with him. Warhawks. <laughs> Warhawks, right? Um, they were all in Neyland Stadium. All the ULL players were in Neyland Stadium Saturday. But you uh, you get an opportunity. You don't, know, you, you don't know that you can keep it going at Troy. You don't know that you can keep it going at, at Georgia State, at South Alabama. You think you can, and you believe you can, but if you – 100% honest with yourself. You're like, hey, the dynamics are changing, and it could be hard, and it could run into some trouble, and someone could come in and steal all my good players, and then I have some injuries, and then all of a sudden I have a bad year. Yeah, it, it happens. So what advice would you give one of those guys? I think all three of them would be different. I would tell two of them to stay and one of them to take it based on age. You know, I think well, Sean Elliott, where the age he's at right now, he's probably in his low mid early 50s, I imagine. I don't even know. Okay. Um, so you'd say, hey, go go, go get, get the check. Go get the check. Yeah. But and but Kane and John, younger guys. I would, yeah, Kane's not taking that job. Right. John's not taking that job. Isn't that something? That's what I'm saying. That's the problem. At, at, so, so compare that to the difference, right? Take the SEC. Yeah. The Missouri job, probably the 13th best job in the, in the league. Yep. You would tell anyone you, you got to take it. So. I don't think they would take that one. Really? Yeah. I think Billy has – for the younger coaches, the Canes, the Summerall's, I think Billy Napier's progression, what he did at ULL, yeah, has is resonating with those guys. Oh, that's fascinating. That really is. Yeah, but the coach at Missouri, where did he come from? App State. How long was he there? One year. Bingo. Now, what's he going to be? Be forty. He's younger than I am. He's thirty nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what's? I mean, he made it. You only get one shot at these deals. And Eli Drinkwitz is a good football coach. I know he may annoy people and all that stuff, but you don't get jobs like that for not being a good football coach. But you get one shot at them. And if you're not ready or if it doesn't go the way that you want it to go, and I and I tell I used to tell guys even in my business, you know, doing recruiting, when you know, when you get a chance to go, especially when I was at Alabama, all of these guys that worked at Alabama underneath me would go, I mean, these big schools would call them and offer them the big job mm-hmm. to sit in a big chair. I'd be like, wait a minute, I mean, just make sure you know what you're doing and you're ready for that. And I said, because you get one shot at them. And so I won't, I'm won't. i not going to say the guy's name or anything, but I had a guy at Alabama that worked for me that went to go run recruiting in another SEC school while I was there. And I, and I tried to tell him, I was like, I understand you're going for the check, but you're young. I said, you're not ready. And I'll tell him, I mean, Steve that's at Auburn right now just got there, he's ready. I mean, I'll let him know when they're ready. It's not like I'm holding them back. And he went ahead and took the job. He was there a year and a half, got fired, and he hasn't been in charge of a room since. And he may never get another shot at a room. Right. Um, but you got to – if you're not ready for the job, you get one shot at him now. You get one shot. And if you're not ready – and I'm not saying Kane's not ready. I'm not saying John's not ready. But you also have to go – jobs are good jobs because they give you the resources and the tools it takes to be successful. 
Well, now one to, of the, to your point, over the long haul, and this isn't completely fair to Elijah Drinkwitz, but over the long haul, he might look back and go, you know what? From a pure football standpoint, I might should have stayed at App State another year, two years. Yeah, again, it's but it's hard now. I mean, you got you got Mama looking at you at the fa- in the face. When well, you- sure. That's what I said. From a pure football standpoint, from a money standpoint, when Missouri offers you four million dollars, you have to take it. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just it's 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 tough. I, Kane is going. First of all, uh, we'll get to South. I want to talk about South before we get out of here today. But oh, we're going to talk um, about South because I've got a lot of things to say about Jaguars in general. Oh yeah. And I mean, like they've been really good to you. So my far. path back into this might be, I might have to get like a, a stuffed jaguar to be like my mascot on the show. Hey, how about this? I think the jaguars in both the NCAA and NFL mm-hmm. are undefeated against the spread this year. Yeah, I mean, thank God for <laughs> Jacksonville. And this is two weeks in a row that I said, "Hey, I really South covered every week, right?" Yeah, two weeks in a row, I said I really ought to bet on South, and I didn't, and I should have. Yeah, that'd be that's that'll but be I, interesting. I, I'm at a point now where, like, if a team's name is Jaguars, I'm just going to bet on them, and and I might, <laughs> I might have to like start rubbing a stuffed jaguar head or something. Do just we have any luck. more jaguars that we're missing out on? I don't know if I there if good. there are anybody. Let me know um, here in the thread. If there's another team that's the Jaguars because I might have to get invested. I think we're good, but now Kane, look, Kane. I mean, I'm about to get on Amazon and find the stuffed jaguar to like pet him every time that I'm. Picking games. Uh, Kane's going to, like, I think, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. I thought we'd be another year before we had a Kane-Womit conversation to places. Mm, It's happening now. Dude, their rest of their schedule looks pretty good. I don't know. I think they will be favored in the rest of their games. Yeah, They're almost a 10-point favorite going to Lafayette. Is it moved that much? Yeah. I had it at six and a half. This morning. No, it's nine and a half. On even on your sheet. Oh, my sheet. <laughs> mm-hmm. I swear I thought I saw it at six and a half. Maybe I'm I'm on drugs. But anyway, uh and let me tell you something else that people and he's kind of John Summerall's not gonna be far behind him. Yeah. Like, look look at how much better his team's gotten in one month. If you if you don't think that was a, a coaching job now, you lose the way you did on the road on a young team that you just took over and then had to get them back to play Marshall, the team that just beat Notre Dame mm-hmm. at home, that they, they were coming in hungry and win that game and keep them to seven points. That oh, says something. No, it says a lot. It speaks volumes about and it. And Charles Huff is is a name that's going to come up at Georgia Tech. Yeah. You know, what would you tell him? Oof. I don't know. That Sunbelt that Sun East is tough. Um, <laughs> I mean, top to bottom. Let me tell you who I would let me tell you who I would go after. I thought about this for about thirteen seconds. At Georgia Tech? Yep. Okay. Jamie Caldwell, Coastal Carolina. Okay. Runs but, enough triple option stuff, can win with less. Um So you go back to the triple option stuff? No, it's it's spready triple option. Okay. But it's the same principles. That's why they're hard to defend. It's spready, triple option. It's triple option that looks good. Okay. It's not like the Army under center. But you got, I mean, look, man, at the end of the day, Atlanta, when I say it's over-recruited, it's over-recruited. And so when you go in there, 
the kind of players that they're going to get, you don't necessarily want guys to stay at home. You know, that's that contrary to popular belief. You know, there's a lot more that they can get into, especially being in a rural area. Um, but Caldwell, he he makes sense to me. Okay, that's who I would probably go after if I were them. But it, I, I can tell you who it better not be. Who your boy Primetime. Deion Sanders. Yeah, he uh, he didn't want those problems. He does not want those problems. His name pops up everywhere. Every, is that him putting his name out, or is that people looking for clicks, or is that people I thinking think it's for clicks. splash, or what is that? I think it's clicks, and I think fans buy into it because they, they see that he took a team, Jackson State, that nobody outside of Mississippi had ever heard of before. Right. And has made them a, a brand mm-hmm. very quickly. Yes, he has. Well, why has he done that? But it's like, oh, he can recruit. Well, yeah, he's winning because he, he is recruiting, but he's he's – it's like it's worse than Alabama. It'd be like an NFL team playing in the in the FBS. He's taking these kids that are good players and transfers and bounce backs and all that stuff, and he does. He has better, so much better players. But now, when you get on that level, yeah, the players and you, and you get big boy football. The players are going to equal out, and there's no NIL deal. He doesn't have any more. The NIL money is going to be equal too. How many how many uh, FCS schools have NIL programs? FCS. Yeah. I don't know. Not many. That many. Yeah. Big goose egg. Well, guess how many of them are going to have where if you go to a place like that? It's going to be on equal footing now. Well, if you go to Georgia Tech right now, you're going to be so far behind. I mean, the only way that I – mean, I think you'll get some money there, but it's not going to change. It, look, I don't care if you're your competing name, against Miami. I don't now. care if your name is Deion Sanders, Kane Womack, or, or Tyler Siski. Right now, today, in this environment, unless you're just going to grab the check at the end of your career – Yeah. The question you have to ask in the interview is, look, what's the NIL deal? What's the money? Because without the money, this just doesn't work. No. And I think I won't. Yeah. I've had the conversation with friends of mine that are head coaches that we've had this conversation is that's got to be a part of the interview process is what's the NIL picture look like? What do the collectives look like? How are we doing it? And so on and so forth. But Yes, period. But. I mean, I'm being serious. Somebody was joking in the before we started about they said, you know, I would go four and eight and three years joking. They were making a joke. No, uh-huh. I mean like it, what, I, what I'm doing right now. Yeah, I go in there. I just I cheat so bad that I get up by the time they put me and prosecuted me will be like. But it's not cheating now. No, but I'm you could you still could. Well, of course, but but they're not going to do anything to you. It's literally about can you raise the resources necessary to get the players. Can you raise the resources necessary to get the players? Yep. And then he, and somebody, I keep hearing this said, Georgia Tech doesn't have admissions restrictions, to my knowledge. Somebody keeps saying they're, they're not like Vanderbilt. They don't have admission restrictions. As long as you're NCAA eligible, they can get you in. I think that's right. To my knowledge. Yeah. So. Um, you don't have this on the list, but I do want to talk about it a shoot. little bit. The Missouri at Auburn game. Yep. Crazy game. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about it later on if you want to talk about it now. It's, well, what I want to talk about is, is this mentality that came out of it, which was fascinating. I felt sick for the kid from Missouri, obviously. But after that, the whole Auburn fan reaction of, damn it, I was hoping this would be it. If you're already at a point where the coach is one loss from the guillotine, just do it. I mean, just end it. Yeah. I mean, are you, is that really the way it is? Because that is that is 
I mean, so if he loses to LSU Saturday, is he done Sunday? What, what, how does this work? And if he doesn't lose to LSU Saturday, does he, when he loses to the number one ranked team in the country, and I'm going to go ahead and give Georgia a win over Missouri here for this argument, when he loses at Athens, is that it? I mean, how does it work? What, what, is, what is the mindset? I don't, I don't get that. Like, how does it something get to that place where at the end of September, the coach who's and, – and look, they're not very good. Auburn's not very good. Offensively, there's just not a lot there. There's not a lot to work with. It's just it, – it, it's, it's tenuous. It's – I watched. Yeah. They have a hard time establishing offense. Did you watch the beginning of the game? Uh, I watched some of the beginning. Okay. When they marched down the, the field. The first two drives of the game, I was like, oh, shit. Where has this been? Right. I mean, I was like, bang, bang. I was like, here we go. And it was like, Ur. Yeah. I mean, just – I'm talking about like – Literally. Did they change the play calling? No, I think so. Robbie, and look, I love the kid to death. Robbie he, Ashford. Yeah, Robbie Ashford. Love the kid to death. He threw a a pick, I guess, that got overturned. It wasn't even a pick. And he's got to do a little bit better job. It was his first start. Cool, I get it. But he's got to do a better job of controlling his emotions. He let his emotions, you know, Everybody always talks about, yeah, we like an emotional, fiery quarterback. There is a fine, fine line, okay? Sure. You you want to take it to that edge, but you don't ever want to cross that line to where emotions affect your play. Probably it, it wasn't the third drive, but maybe it was the fourth drive. Somewhere in there, he started getting frustrated, and it affected his play for the rest of the game. And you can't do that. You got to hold your composure. You got to get through the game. You know, I think he was when he. I tell you when it was is when he got dinged. You know, he got dinged on a um, on a on a block on a block. Yeah, and he came out, and the other kid, the true freshman, came in and bless his heart. It, it, it was just too fast for him. Yeah, it was a little quick. Yeah, I mean, what do you expect? Though, yeah, right? yeah, I mean, right, right. Like, I mean, oh, that, that's not an indictment on him. He might end yeah. up being a great quarterback, but just in that moment, it was. Oh, this is going really fast. But he has—he's talented kid. They can—they. Here's what I saw. I saw a coaching staff that definitely changed their game plan around Robbie, and it seemed successful until Robbie got emotionally involved in the game. And once he came out, once he went back in, you could see him pissed off that Harson was going to put in the other kid or something. You know, at, after that first deal, he wasn't the same since then. I mean, right. it was like a whole different kid, and you can't do that. Hopefully, he'll get that figured out. But going back to the initial question is I told my wife actually brought this up this morning. I was like, hey, it's like at the end of the day, a beat, uh, and this is go, this is credit to my man Joey Jones. He used to say this all the time. He said, a beat is a beat. A win is a win. You're, sure. All right. 15 years from now, nobody's going to remember. Well, they may remember this one. But, yeah, you know, they, so, yes, they, they will. Remember, yeah. They remember this one. Yeah, they will. But you're still 3-1 and one at the end of the day. You are. If you're Texas A&M, you're 3-1 and one today. Yeah, somehow, some way. Okay, but you are. You you are. You are. Good boy. But you're three and one. Yeah. The guy's one and zero oh in the SEC. He's three and one, and we're sitting here waiting to fire the guy. I mean, like, uh, I don't understand. Like, so if they lose to LSU on Saturday, is he fired? I wouldn't fire him. I, I didn't ask that. Yeah, I don't know who's no, going to fire him. I don't fire him. I, I finish seasons. I do. I do what I yeah. said earlier. I finish the season. I might have to call him in in mid November and say, "Hey, Brian." This 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 isn't going to work. All right, so I was joking before we got started. So people that are listening on the podcast, I was joking in the chat with the guys here that 
the ghost of Pat Dye played a hell of a game on Sunday. He blocked a field goal at the end of regulation. He waved it. He waved it out of bounds, and then he stripped the running back. Yeah, going, going in the end zone. He had a hell of a game. It's as good of an explanation as any. I'll just say that. I mean, I've been, how long have I been saying this? We've what twenty episodes in. Yeah, at least ten of the episodes I've talked about. Look, man, things just happen. I can't explain it. Things just happen. I think that place is haunted. I've seen it happen over and over again. And I've seen it. I think Bear Bryant haunts, you know, haunts Bryant Denny where he goes, and he blows balls in and out. I've seen it, man. I don't, I can't explain it to you. Don't have any good explanation. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, frankly, after watching that on Saturday, if you tell me, no, that was a ghost that that did all that. I'm like, okay. But I think, look, uh, but here, here's the, let me tell you what ghost you got coming this week. Hurricane Ian. All right, which we're going to talk about when we get to the games of the LSU game a little bit. Yeah. Just letting you know you're fisting to get being a quagmire. Weird things happen. I mean, the Bears beat the 49ers. Weird things happen in a quagmire. It's going to slow things down. You better get on that under quick because you're going to be underwater about four inches Saturday night at 6 o'clock. How far, that's, that's about as far east as it's going. Is that right? Well, they don't know yet. I'm right. just watching it. Yeah. Um, look, man, I've lived on the Gulf Coast. You have too. Yes. All right. This is for everybody that lives down there. If you haven't lived down there long, when the a all hands, I mean, every, every every card is on the table once those things enter the Gulf, man. You don't know what. Right. They can go talk about wind shear and all that shit all they want to. When it gets in the Gulf, it can hit anywhere from Louisiana to Louisiana to uh And you have like Florida. five days where you watch nothing but the Weather Channel. Oh, and since I've moved from the coast, I still do it. I've already, I've been looking at, you know, spaghetti models. I've been, I mean, yeah. some models, little you know, have it hitting you know, mobile. I mean, there's, it's not like when I mean, we're so far out, we're, How, what's the strength on this one yet? yet well, well, they say according to the, you know, whatever they, they use the, which does anybody else find this fascinating? Maybe I'm just, this is bad pod. I'm a weather guy here, but I find it fascinating that all of the United States weathermen use the European model more than do the United States model. No, nothing surprises me. Yeah. Anymore. That's weird sure. to me. But anyway, most people have it going up the Western coast of Florida and where the where you know I saw where like Florida State is suspending classes and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. If you are on the east eastern eye wall, that's the worst place to be. Right. All right. So if that goes up and hits like around Tampa area, which is what they're saying, that could be and Tampa hadn't been hit with a hurricane in a long time. That it could be bad. Um but they're just saying it's gonna, you know, kinda go up in the uh up the western coast of Florida around Tampa, up right. in the hook. But some of them have them going. But anyway, long story short is they're it's gonna be a four and they're saying Ooh. it'll downgrade to a three if it gets to that area. But if it stays out in the Gulf and those warm waters, like it's not getting weaker. It's going. It will be a, if it does not do that. A four is it, a bitch now. If it hits the Panhandle of Florida, it'll be a four when it hits. Damn. Yeah, it's going to be a big one. So, my um, I got my uh, my eye on that one. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to place an early under bet, um, in Jordan Hare Stadium. It hits. It's going to rain regardless. Yeah. There's going to be, and it's supposed to go back west a little bit once it hits. So it's going to be raining in Auburn Saturday. Okay. As of today, that's your weather report. See, and don't and don't get mad at me because the weathermen are wrong fifty percent of the time. So if I'm wrong, then I'm just an average weatherman. Well, that's true. So I don't think anyone's going to hold your weather forecasting against you. I hope not. I mean, I would hope not. That that feels unfair. Yeah, they hold my. You're not like James Spann or something, dude. That's my guy. Span's good. He's a stud. Suspenders and all. I follow him on Twitter, and then only when weather, bad weather, but because 
He 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 floods my timeline. That dude tweets more than a tweet machine. My guy Reynolds Wolf. You know Reynolds? No, I don't know him. Oh, okay, Reynolds, a friend of mine, Weather Channel, Auburn grad. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I should have I should have uh, should have dialed him up. Yeah, we could have got us. Should have got. So what's what's it looking like? Yeah, they. Uh, I did talk to the guys at Auburn this morning. They did say that they were preparing for it. I'm sure they are. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of um, the state of Alabama, to some degree, former Alabama quarterback Tua Tungavaloa, another big game. The Miami Dolphins three and zero. How about that? But Tua got pushed after making a throw. I think second quarter yesterday. Head goes back, kind of whiplash on yeah, the he, turf. He bounced. When he got up, kind of stumbled, like looked like somebody had way too many. And um, been there, done that. Yeah, a lot of us <laughs> have. And uh, looked like, uh oh, this isn't good. And he went into the tent. I would assume they did some concussion protocol. Yeah. Um, all that stuff, and he eventually returned to the game. Played really well. Uh, again, the Dolphins beat the Bills in what was a great NFL game. If you great. If you like great football, you got it. Sounds good. Two of playing at an elite level right now. Um, The NFL Players Association, I think some people have made more of this than they should necessarily. The NFL Players Association's job is to protect the players, thus the moniker Players Association. Yeah. I don't have a problem with what they did. They're they're saying, hey, we'd like a review of this to make sure that Tua wasn't put back into a game where – because the worst thing that can happen is a concussed player stays in the game and gets another concussion that can cause real damage. Correct. So they're saying, hey, we want to have a review. The Dolphins seem pretty cool with that. Like, yeah, we we he wasn't concussed. He just he had his equilibrium screwed up. And so but this is look, this is what we're watching, right, in professional sports, in college sports is is like Lane Kiffin was frustrated Saturday. Uh, Otis Reese got suspended, but he was like, hey, look, we've got to legislate that out of the game. I, I, the, the head stuff, got to do what we got to do. Got to get it out because for the – A, for the benefit of the player, and B, for the benefit of the sport long term, you you can't have – like there was – there were a couple of NFL shots yesterday. It was like, whoa. Like well, NFL safe, just throws a 15-yard penalty. They don't do the ejection stuff. The safety's dropping the head in the middle of the field and just unloading on people. <clears throat> they – the NFL's going to have to think about coming up with a little harsher way to legislate the, that. The the problem with the targeting rule right now is, you know, I saw – I watched the Ole Miss game, um, watched every play, every play of it. Um, that – I thought that was targeting. But on, I didn't think it was targeting. Reese, yeah, but yeah. I didn't think it was targeting because he launched or did any of that stuff. It was more the defenseless player yeah. that they're trying to get out of the game. It, there was more to the – yeah, Lane was more upset about the the call on Mingo where Mingo hit a, just an unaware player. Now that was a bullshit call. Yeah, You're talking about the one where they called a uh, legal blindside block. Yeah, okay that those rule that rule right there. Look, that's not a hard rule to call, and I think we're overdoing that that blindside block rule. Look, it's the old crack back block and and that we had when we were growing up playing. That you better keep your head on the swivel. All right. Actually, what's funny is those hits like that they don't hurt. That's what's funny. The ones you don't see coming, they they don't even feel bad. I don't know why. Yeah, I've gotten hit with those before. You just you might. I think see... it's funny that you you're more embarrassed that you just got knocked out than you did like it. those hits don't hurt. Right. Um, which is funny, but are not really funny because they're not hits to the head. 
Yeah, sometimes the ones that. Well, the ones yeah. if they, but then that's targeting. Yeah, I got a, my worst concussion that I ever had. I was targeting Kendrell Bell. Matter of fact, linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers now. On a kickoff return, I hit him right in the ear hole, and I don't remember getting from here to that door from him, and and it was so blatant targeting. But I launched crown the head. I mean, it was just how we played back then. Uh, that's probably why I'm the way I am right now. It's his fault. It's starting to explain a lot. Yeah, it explains a lot. Uh, but no, going back to Tua, I I attribute like, look, if you're a if it was an offensive lineman that came back in a game or a linebacker that came back in the game, I'd probably be concerned. But all the mental faculties that it takes to play the position of quarterback in the NFL, and the hand-eye coordination that it, that which is affected by concussion that it takes to play quarterback. It was a very apparent to me once he came back and his performance in the second half that he was not concussed. The I attribute the the you know that falling. It's kind of like a MMA, which I know me and my guy Kentucky Reb that, that's on here every once in a while. He's a big MMA guy. Um, when when an MMA guy gets hit in the jaw, or whatever, I mean mm-hmm. he can get jiggly leg and all that stuff, and he'll get knocked out, and the game the fight will be over. But then ten seconds later, he's standing up and shaking hands and talking. You know, it's not. They're not concussed. It's equilibrium. Um, and so he did hit the back of his head. Um, it is a concussion concern. But with all the attention that's on concussions, especially in the NFL, you know, they have an independent doctor now. They don't even have – it's not even a team doctor to remove that. I, I know that they have to do that. You know, the NFLPA has to do that and in checking into it. But I would feel very confident knowing that, I mean, they're not going to put their franchise quarterback in week in week three in that kind of position. No, I tend to agree with you. I mean, like you saw the NFL doctor, like, T. Higgins got popped, and he immediately popped up when I'm okay. He got concussed in week one. He popped up, he's like, I'm okay, this isn't what that is. And they're like, look, we got to check you out. You, yeah. It's, it's a requirement. There's a sensor. There's something on the helmets now. There's, there's something going to them that tells them to check. I don't know what it is. There's some kind of deal, but – now I'd be concerned if I was a high school kid, you know, something like that. Sure. But look, I I think it's I'm okay with what happened. I just I don't I think it was kind of overblown a little bit. Anything else from the NFL week one? Sta- week uh, week now before three, we get I to guess. the picks and talk about the games, you ready to roll? Uh, yeah, just about ready. We do have a game tonight though: Cowboys Giants. Giants a one point favorite. Giants trying to get to three and zero. I mean, you talk about three and zero. They're trying to get to three and zero. Can they do it? I'm. I think I've I've sent a text message out to a buddy of mine that covers the Giants to give me a feeling. I have not got a return back, but okay. the Giants are minus one at home. Uh, how about this? Barstool sent out a tweet today. It said, uh, "Was that whatever the championship game was that uh, Tua comes in replaces Jalen Hurts against Georgia?" So you had Jalen Hurts was a starting quarterback. He was replaced by Tua, and the guy calling the play calls was Brian Dable. Those three players are on the three undefeated teams left in the NFL. How about that? How about that? Um, I think I'm probably going to roll with the Giants tonight. Okay. You like the Cowboys, right? I do kind of like the Cowboys, which means congratulations to the New York Giants. <laughs> You're 3-0. and Who would have thunk it? Yeah. I was, if you can just go 6-8 and I guess what would that be, 6-8 and uh, and eight the rest of the way, you're probably headed to the playoffs. Yeah. If they win tonight, they'll be in business. Yeah. You're 3-0. and You're in business. Yeah. Are you All ready right. to go over the NFL? Yeah, let's let's let's, uh, let's let's talk about a couple of things first. Hold on, I want to remind you we're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, three hundred milligrams natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. 
Uh, if you're in the Jackson area, head to the uh, Walk-Ons in Ridgeland tonight for Cowboys-Giants. If you're in Oxford, head to the one in Oxford, obviously. Walk-Ons Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with a taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering. Made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like Juicy Burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Uh, don't forget, they can also uh, take care of your tailgating needs. Inquire today about their family and friends bundles, their tailgate platters. You can order online at walkons.com, or uh, you can get the uh, convenient walk-ons app. Are you ready to roll? I mean... It's time, huh? Do I have a choice? No. Then why'd you ask? Why ask, why ask me a question that you Probably already not. know the answer to? You know who you sound like? Nick Saban? Yep, he said that a couple times. I've heard that. Well, he's before. right. Why well, ask me a question if you already know the answer? Like when my he wife when my F-bomb. wife says, "Do you think you should cover the, do you think you should cover your grill?" That's not asking me, "Do I think I should cover my grill?" That's telling me you should cover your grill. I could have a lot of fun with you today. You're on the edge a little so bit. So if I said to her, "No, I don't think I should cover it." <laughs> I mean, and I do this occasionally just to p- prove my point. Do you think you should cover your grill? No, I don't. What's going to rain? You asked me if I think I should cover it, and I said no. From that point forward, until the grill is covered, we're in total chaos. Yeah. So had she just said, hey, I think you should cover your grill, it's probably going to rain. My answer would probably be, yeah, you're probably right. I'll go cover my grill. Yeah. Do you think you should put up your clothes, Carson? I kind of, uh, I pick and choose my battles when it comes to that, though. It just depends on the temperament of... Well, sure. Mama. If mama's hot, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't play. I just say, yeah, let's go cover it. If she's, if she's in a good mood, I'll tell her, kiss my ass. Whichever one. Well, that usually doesn't work out well for me, but yeah. Anyway. Anyway. All right. Well, we'll get started with the NFL. And before we get started with the NFL, yep. Let's, let's give a, a weekly update on the road to Boise. This week, Neil, you were five and six overall. You were two and four in college, but you did manage to come back and have a winning NFL weekend at three and two. Could have been five and zero. Oh. You got screwed a little bit. Got backdoor. That's your thing now. Back <laughs> backdoor McCrady. <laughs> oh, BD McCrady. Let's not go there. That's, yeah, that's, that's going to catch on. I bet that's we got one a, that doesn't need to stick. We got enough people here to get that to catch on. That doesn't oh, that, go back to McCray. That does not need to stick. <laughs> All right. Uh, and so overall, you're seventeen twenty one and one at minus three point three units. Okay. All right. I went six and five back to back weeks. I've gone even um, at three and three in college. Mm-hmm. I did go back and look. Do you know I'm like eleven? In five, I think, in the SEC this year. All my losses are coming outside the SEC. So you got so lucky. You, but I've won. I've gone undefeated in the so, SEC. You got so lucky. Like three weeks in a row. You got so lucky. I just need to stick to what I know, I guess. You just got so freaking lucky. I mean, it was not even. Oh, we'll get there. We'll let you complain in a minute. Just yeah, hang on. I got, I got issues. I'm 21 and 18, and I'm plus 3.73 units. So that puts my man Neil behind 7.03 units. Going in to week five, mm-hmm. so I feel like it's getting about that time. Getting desperate times because the it's going to be a little chilly up, up in Potato yeah, and, Land. And by the way, I, I Cole's in the <laughs> Cole tweeted the other day that the the loser won't wear a shirt. 
That's not accurate. That is false. And so before we <laughs> before we take this thing too far, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you or me. How about that? A potato protesting uh, shirt made up, and I can wear that over like. I just can't wear a sweatshirt or a jacket. Correct. I'll be there to take I, pictures. If I'm you're all, going, I'm going. I'm already coming up with ideas to. <laughs> I got some and, tricks. And, and, and the t-shirt will say something along the lines of um, <laughs> potatoes have feelings too or something along those yeah. lines. Yes, we'll yeah. have some fun. Yeah. Uh, I, right. will, I, will, I, will, I will fly to Idaho, I'm sure. <laughs> Not gonna drive because be I, I would trip. I would need to get back <laughs> before Christmas. Yes, yes. It's this losing this bet. Tickets is, aren't that expensive. I actually looked them up the other day. Really, Lo- yeah. losing this bet is not making anybody happy in this house. Yeah, I tried to see what the parlay would be swinging by Vegas on the way. I was checking that out. Oh, yeah, it's a thought. It's a thought. All right. So we both had the Bills game to start off with Bills and Dolphins. You had the Bills minus six. I had the Dolphins plus six. This actually closed around four and a half. Potatoes have feelings too. Oh, that's good. That is good. I like you, Stephen. Um, so Brennan Chapman, by the way, he owes me. If he's in here, he's not in here. I didn't see him because he would be talking if he was in here. Um, Brennan owes uh, owes me. He cannot say another word to me about bets the rest of the year. I made Brennan a lot of money this weekend. So Brennan was in a group message with me, Weldon, and uh, Clay, and we talked him into cashing out. He had a big parlay, and the art he had Arkansas money line. Then right after the fumble, we talked him into cashing it out. Even though Arkansas was still ahead, we talked him into cashing it out. Yeah. So he made some money because okay. he would have lost the parlay. And then yesterday he hit me up on, uh, "Are you going to take the Bills? Mo- I mean the Dolphins money line?" I said, "I am." And he and he did it and he hit. So he was oh. trying to cash out on the last drive. I said, "Hold in there, strong." But anyway, uh, so he made some money this weekend uh, off our picks. But so the. Have you seen a crazier game? Well, I guess you have, but I'm saying an NFL yeah. game was pretty – guy kicks a freaking punt right up the crack of his personal protector. Yeah, you know, I thought on that play they were going to take a safety. No, and, no, no. And then when I saw – well, I, I just the way they were lined up, and then when I – well, the reason it made me think that was the first thing I saw watching that play was the personal protector was too far back. And I thought – literally – I wish you'd been here because you would have heard me say it. He's got nowhere to kick the ball. I mean, you could see before the ball even got to the punter, I was watching the personal protector. And when he took a step back, I thought, oh, they're going to do a safety. Yeah. Because I thought there's nowhere for him to go kick. Because they didn't want – I mean, they got really fortunate right here, right? Because what they didn't want, the last thing they wanted was the ball to get blocked – up in the air and lands for a touchdown and you lose the game. So I thought they must be doing that. And then the, there had to be a miscommunication or something. And it becomes the butt punt and all that stuff. And But it was interesting to me because I don't know that everybody was on the same page. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, so coaching personal protectors now, that's a, that's a different kind of punt than most people in college use. But when you're backed up like that, it's very important that you have to teach your personal protectors. And if you've got multiple, like if you're a spread punt team like most college teams are, you have to say, look, this punter needs X amount of yards. Okay, so depending on – we would move it based on how, you know, if we're a one-step or a two-step punt team, all that stuff. Now, NFL punters in general, they take too damn long to get the punt off, usually because nobody ever goes, you know, after it and they're so good at protecting it. But the personal protector, you're right, he, he, he adjusted off of where – he was – they weren't working off 14 yards, right? So, right. But he, he was in his normal alignment, and they have to understand, look, look, he's at 10 yards or 11 yards. I have to be up two or three yards. He either forgot or something because he – And then he backed up with no pressure. Yeah, he backed up because that's what he always does. Yes, yeah, with no pressure. He just wasn't thinking. Yeah, and that was – so it was actually – it wasn't on the punter. It wasn't on anybody but the personal protector. Um, I'm Boy. just glad it went out of bounds. That's um, what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, that's the reason I thought – Anyway, we yeah. Covered, we covered. So that happened, and then uh, how about did you see Dorsey going nuts in the press box? Yeah, yeah. People are giving him shit about that. Like, why? Why? I, I, I would have been the exact same way because if they could have had just a couple more seconds, they could have had a shot at a kick. I mean, you much rather have your guy like doing that than like, oh golly, I guess we just lost the game. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, at least he cares. No, uh, I mean, we get a chance. To, I think you know we get that game again in Buffalo at some point this year, and yeah, we do. I won't be surprised if we get that game a third time. Yeah. Dolphins look real. They are. Now, I am interested Thursday night, how much juice do they have in Cincy coming off that game? Because it was hot. Guys were dropping. Um, I am curious to see. Like it feels it's a must win for Cincinnati, too. And it feels like a spot for the Bengals. And the Bengals looked good yesterday. Yeah. They protected a little bit. They did. They well. They. Do you know why they protected? It looked to me like they kind of ran a little more aggressive offense. Got the went. Or it just looked like they. It looked like they were on the same page for the first time. You see them changing the protection point. I don't know enough about oh, football yeah. to do that. They did that, and they didn't have an elite guy on the outside. 
Well, and the rookie, the guard, played a lot better too. Yeah. Yeah. So they made some adjustments. Um, so we went there. I won that one. You lost that one. Yep. And all right, then you had your favorite NFL team of all time, the Jacksonville Jaguars. God, I love them so much. That was the easiest money of the day. I told you that. Good for you. Yeah. They, I loved, they destroyed. I loved that. That was never a game. I loved that line the very first time I saw it. I couldn't believe that that number was as big as it was. I kept I kept being stunned that that number stayed at seven. I, I thought, no joke, you and I talked about this. I mean, I get so many wrong that I'm going to celebrate the two that I get right. You had right. a winning NFL weekend. Let's celebrate it. Um, I, I thought that was free money. Yeah, that was that was a good pick. Uh, you and I both had the Panthers plus three over the Aints. I loved that. Got it. We both got that. Dude, New Orleans is in massive. They they look in disarray, man. If I'm them, and it's not because Jameis is a bad quarterback or whatever. I just think he's hurt. If I'm them, I I, I give Dalton a shot. Why not? What do you have to lose at this Why point? Why not? What do you have to lose? And if nothing else, I get Jameis an opportunity. Jameis, I was just got through talking almost basketball, so I was thinking about Jameis Brightfield. I give Jameis Winston an opportunity to maybe get well. And if he's not, if he's not hurt, then something's going on, and he's he's putting too much pressure, or he's thinking too much, or whatever. I don't think it matters if he's even hurt. If he's a hundred percent healthy, I don't think he's. There. I don't. I just think that's a in that league you have to have a guy playing quarterback, and I don't think they have one. Well, then it's time for them to lose. Yeah. It's time for them to hit the tank button. Well, hell, they're doing, they, it un- they're doing it. Well, they need to make sure that they don't accidentally win seven games. Yeah. I mean, they should be 0-3 right now. Yes. But it is what it is. All right, then you had the 49ers minus a point and a half last night, which I like that bet. I'd bet it again. I would bet it again. Um, Denver is somehow 2-1 and one with one of the most anemic offenses in the history of the NFL. Russell Wilson, is pa- it's over. Yeah. That's my hot take for the day is like – I'm dude, with you. No, that's that's a few games now that we've watched, and he's not the same guy. I'm talking about there was a there was a throw to Judy in the flat, like on third and four, I think it was, or fourth. It was third and four. I'm talking about like, honest to goodness, I think you and I could have made that throw, and he wasn't even close. I mean, you're getting paid what ungodly amount of money that he's got paid to go play that position, and you can't make that throw on, on an. That's and it was, he's made that throw a thousand times in his career, and you know, there should have missed been a, a lot of throws. There should have been a clue for Denver. When Seattle was willing to make that trade, yeah, well they're they're hitting a reset button hard. Well, so you're saying my point though. Mm-hmm. If Seattle, if Pete Carroll and those guys, Pete Carroll's not exactly a forty year old. No. If Pete Carroll and those guys thought that he still had a lot of juice left in the tank, they would have run it back one more time. Yeah, he. I don't know, man. I just, and he's got weapons. I mean, it's not like he doesn't have weapons. He's got weapons everywhere. So it's not that that's not the problem. It's, he's got good running backs. He's just not a he's not a top flight NFL quarterback anymore. Yeah, he's got it's good as simple as that. I, I don't. I just I think it's over. And I him. didn't I didn't like the Niners game plan. They, I think they'll get, and then maybe this is a the, you know Garoppolo hasn't like been really. I mean not his. I mean who would be hasn't really been engaged. Yeah. Since the offseason started. Right. And it showed last night. It did. Um, was very rusty. He sailed two screens, stepped out of the back of the end zone for a safety. Yeah. But let me tell you what, he got his he got his uh security blanket back. It was his first game, George Kittle. He got him back last night. Yeah. He'll get more involved in the game plan. They're gonna be good. They're good on defense. They're yeah. gonna be fine. They're an interesting team to kind of watch yeah. as we go. Sure. But I think Jimmy G will get better as the year goes on. 
All right, so you had that one, and then your last game, which was an easy cover, you had the Rams minus three and a half versus the Cardinals. Yeah, I I liked that one. Well, this this Cardinals uh, hard knocks is going to be fun to watch. <laughs> you may be co- covering a coaching change. And the Rams kind of looked they they looked more like themselves uh, yesterday than they did in the week two loss. More balanced. Well, just yeah, just kind of more themselves. Um, Acres got involved again. Uh, Aaron Donald got his one hundred sack. sack Get you some was, of that. Uh, Stafford looked better. They, you know, they did a lot of that without Cooper Cup. Didn't have a big day. They were able to do some things involving other people. If you're a Rams fan, that was yesterday was pretty encouraging. Yep. All right. Uh, so that was yours. Other games I had. So I had the Patriots plus three and lost that one. I had three chances to win that one. Um, Mac Jones throws uh, picks on the last two drives of the game and is hurt. Is going to miss some time. Yeah. Got a high ankle sprain. Um, I imagine with a high ankle sprain, what he had, if he's missing time with that, I imagine he's going to have the surgery. Um, that's going to keep him out for about three or four weeks. So it's going to be Blaine. Bo- is it Blaine Boyer? Is that his name? I know it's Boyer. What's his first name? Blaine. Is it Blaine Boyer? Yeah. I time think so. in uh, New England. Um, I had the Packers plus one. All right, this game, they dominated the entire game. Like, Tampa had one drive. They had one drive. They kicked two field goals from deep, and they had one freaking drive to end the game and went for two to tie it. And the Packers, they just they were terrible finishing drives, but they, they dominated the whole game, both sides of the ball, and then somehow find a way to win. That was a weird game. Um, and then I had the Seahawks minus two versus the Falcons. And, dude, the Falcons, man, I've been hating on them. They play really hard. They've been in every game. They're yeah. playing hard. Yeah. I don't know how, but somehow they're going. They should. They need to be tanking, but they're not. I know we're going to switch to the college game in just one second. I will yep. tell you some of the lines are out for next week. Uh, Miami is a four point underdog at Cincy on Thursday night. That's the Thursday night game. This should be a really good game. Uh, Minnesota is minus three at New Orleans. Uh, Jacksonville getting six and a half at Philadelphia. I can already tell you that's one of my games. You gonna give me my boys and six and a half points? I'm in. Uh, Buffalo minus four at Baltimore. So the Bills a four-point favorite in Baltimore. Hmm. Seattle plus six. At they're good, dude. Let me tell you something. Who? The freaking Bills. I know. They're really, really and good. And they're going to be pissed now. Uh, Seattle is at Detroit. Seattle getting six points in, uh, in Detroit. The Chargers give five and a half to Houston. Houston's bad. Yeah. Uh, the Jets get three and a half at Pittsburgh. Cleveland gives two and a half in Atlanta. Yeah, Cleveland giving two and a half uh, on the road in Atlanta. Tennessee, the Titans, a three and a half point underdog in Indianapolis. I watched a lot of Colts Chiefs yesterday. Colts, uh, a much better team at home. Yeah. Uh, this this line will change based on tonight, I'm guessing. But the Bears, a three point dog at the Giants. Boy, if you're the Giants and you win tonight, you got a legit shot at 4-0. Yeah, I mean, that's when it's things, a big game tonight, boss. That's a big game. Uh, the Commanders head to Dallas as a three-point underdog. I want to see the Cowboys tonight before I even think about that. Arizona getting a point and a half at Carolina. Interesting. Uh, right now, the Patriots a ten-and-a-half-point underdog at Green Bay. Ten-and-a-half. Uh, Denver is at the Raiders. Denver getting a point-and-a-half on the road at Vegas. I think I see one. Uh, Kansas City minus two and a half at Tampa. I think I see another one. That's stealing. 
Uh, and then the Monday night game next week, good game, Rams getting two and a half in San Francisco against the Niners. Uh, Bob texts me back. He says, True Blue mm-hmm. is a traditional tasting energy drink with a twist of blueberry slash raspberry in it. Okay. I didn't want to say the word Gatorade, but it kind of reminded me of a Gatorade. Yeah, I was having a tough time. It reminded me of like the Gatorade Frost. You ever had those? Yeah, it's just been forever. Yeah. All right, you ready to get to these college games? Let's do it. Why not? All right, here we go. Let's get it over with. Let's get it over with. All right, so. Because I have a lot of bitching to do, and I realize I'm going to be whining, and so everybody just get over it. That's why I'm going ahead and get into it. I feel like saving again. Get over it. That's right. Don't stop asking me to get over it. I don't want to get over it. Stop asking. Stop asking. Yeah, that's good. There you go. Look at you. I like it. Well, the first one we both lost. We both had Oklahoma minus 12 and a half against Kansas State. Yeah, I don't even bitch about that one. You know what? You know what? I, I number one, I, I said this on the morning show, uh, Oxford Exxon podcast. Kudos to uh, Kansas State for the job they've done with Taylor Martinez. Dude, and, they were, and I mean that. Kudos they were to all. Them. I mean, they couldn't be stopped. They they did a really good job. They did a really good job with uh, with with Martinez. They've they've Deuce Vaughn's a, 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 a just a fun story. Um. Good, good for them. I that, mean, that's oh, what I get for betting against my quick you clients, my brandly, my brand new quick you clients. I should have just stayed away from that game. That's always been my rule of thumb. I try to stay away from quick you versus quick you, but I mean, I, I, it's hard it's, sometimes. You're running out of running teams. out of time, running out of teams. But yeah, yeah I mean, they that was uh, that was uh, impressive. But lost that one. All right, then you had Clemson. This is where you first you're going to start getting pissed off. Yeah, yeah, Clemson minus seven versus Wake. I just needed a two point conversion. That's all I needed. I needed needed. one play, and they win. I'm so tired of losing by one play. See? See? You see the difference? You You see the difference? Oklahoma gets smoked, and I'm like, okay, cool. It happens. Fine. I I, I didn't lose lose one moment of angst over that game. I was like, hey, yeah, you know what? Well, you just didn't lose angst because I also had the game. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was, damn it. (laughs) I was I really needed, surprised. I needed – he goes to overtime. They score, and I'm like, okay, we're going to get the two here. We're going to stop them. We're going to win. I'm going to cover. It's going to be all good. Just don't score if you're not going to get the two. I was legit surprised that Wake Forest was able to move the football like Well, that. I was too. And, and – I, I, You know, I'm going to tell you what it means. Just so you know, I'm going to simplify this for you yeah. because I know you, you know so much football that sometimes you overthink it. Clemson's yeah. not that good. Yeah. There you go. Clemson is not in the ballpark with – so th- here's the big picture thing. We do this, like you got Alabama, you got Georgia, you got Ohio State. Everybody goes, oh, those teams are really good. Yeah, Clemson's not in that ballpark. I don't care if you put them fourth. I don't care if you put them 14th. They're not in that ballpark, so stop. Yep. Stop, so, a- stop asking about Clemson. I thought that they, they're still good in the front seven. Their back end was uh, – Yeah. Bad. 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 So um, bad that it really negated what they have up front. DJ played pretty good, though. Probably one of the better games he's played since he's been there. He did. He played well. No, he he has he has bounced back this year and had a much better season. And it's a good thing for them. Otherwise, they'd be getting skull-drugged by some people. You know what I wish he would do a little bit more? There were opportunities even in that game. He did it in that game late in the fourth quarter. He had like a third and four, and he roll, he, he leaves the pocket, and he could have moonwalked. For yeah, the first down, yeah, and he's just sitting there waiting, 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 and then forcing—not forcing the ball, but just throwing a, a low, low percentage ball. 
All right, then you had I thought was the easy bet on Saturday, and it and it proved correct. Um, Ohio State minus nineteen versus Wisconsin. Yeah, that was almost what we said was going to happen was, on the other day. That, that was, was a really good. good bet. Had that one. Yep. Um, and then this one shocked me a little bit, and you lost this one. Purdue minus twenty. I like the bet versus FAU. Yeah, and, and see, I'm not bitching about that. I mean, they just didn't they just didn't take care of business. It yeah. happens. FAU played well. Purdue, they won the game. It was like two thirty four or thirty two or something. Yeah, like that. Purdue didn't play well. It happens. I'm not complaining. It is what it is. You, you, sometimes you you see a game and you go, that should be what it is, and then it's not, and that happens in college football. All right, and then the interesting one, the one I talked you into switching to, I talked you into dropping USC and Oregon State, which covered, but I gave you no harm, no foul. No harm, no foul, but Oregon State did cover. Everybody made fun of me, grind, I saw you. In I the made thread. fun of you, I admit. You made fun of me. You're like, you're crazy. You're an idiot. Let me tell you what you did. Though. Oregon State covered. Let me tell you something, though. Yeah. That's the trick play that you run that if it works, everybody's like, nobody says anything in the press conference, but if it didn't work, yeah, you pay for it. You pay for it. Right. That's what that was. I get it. Uh, but West, you had West Virginia over uh, Virginia Tech. And they won. That was a skull dragon. They were a much better team. Yeah. West Virginia now. Well, yeah, I know. West Virginia. They got a good one this week. They go, they go to Texas. Mm, okay, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what that line looks like. All right, and then the money line, which I, I feel bad for you a little bit on the money line. You had Washington I, State plus I had a shot. I had a shot. Dude, I watched the whole game. I thought – Washington State legit looked like the better football team until they didn't. Yeah, he he's done a really good job up there. They're, I mean, they're they're um, that's a good team. They 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 gave me a shot. Yeah, I don't hate on that. No, I, I don't. I mean, that was a great. It was a money line pick. Yeah, that was a great money line pick. They were the bad. better team. I think I texted you. I was like, dude. Yeah. I mean, they, they were dominating the game until they weren't. They looked more athletic. Everything until yeah, they didn't. Until they didn't. All right, on my side, I lost the Oklahoma game, which we've already talked about. Right. And then I was one of the very few on the planet that took the Florida Gators. You did. Plus ten and a half, and they had it the whole way. No, they didn't. They not. had it the they, they, whole they, they way. Did, they did not. The whole they way. They absolutely <laughs> did not. That is a lie. That is a falsehood. That is an incorrect statement. You are that, – that is that – is, that is disingenuous. <laughs> It is dishonest. <laughs> hey, they had it the whole way, man. I mean, it was a dominating it, performance by the It Gators. was not a dominant performance <laughs> but in any stretch of the imagination. All right, hey, how about this? My guy, AR, let me tell you what the difference in that game was. Florida played a really good football game. Tennessee played a really good football t- game. I thought those were two really good football teams playing each other. And I was really um, – Cut myself. Did you watch this game? Yeah, yeah, I watched some of it. I was cheering for Tennessee. You know that. I'm trying to. But let me tell you what the big difference in this game was. All kidding aside. Yeah, Hendon Hooker is the quarterback that everybody in the media tries to make Anthony Richardson be. Tennessee scored the last, right before the the end of the second half. I mean, end of the first half, and got the ball back. They had a 14 point swing. They scored 14 points without Florida touching the ball. Right. And that made a huge difference in, in game plan. What we we're doing, it changed the, that that. Sequence changed the entire game. They had a great environment there. They did a. There, that was. And hey, you know what? And I'm not a Tennessee guy at all. Like I catch myself mostly cheering against Tennessee, usually yeah. for no real reason. I have nothing against them or for them, whatever. But just whatever. Um, I think it's good for the league when Tennessee's. Yeah, I mean when Tennessee's going, they have their fans are pretty crazy. I'm for all in this league, new blood. 
I think new blood because everybody gets tired of the – now it's getting – people starting to get Georgia fatigue all of a yeah. sudden. You know, everybody's getting tired of the Georgia, Alabama, Georgia, Alabama, Georgia. Just somebody different. And Tennessee's been out for a while, and they were so good when I was growing up, so I'm kind of excited to see them back too. But um, And they got a they got a nice little schedule from here on out. But yeah. um, no, that was a big difference in the game. Uh, North Carolina – I had North Carolina minus one and a half. Oh, they yeah. got – Absolutely, absolutely. They still haven't covered a tight end from Notre Dame. He's still he's running down I ninety five right now, and they still haven't covered him. Is the game pass Gene Chizik by? No, I mean it's personnel. I don't okay. think it's, I don't think it's schematics. It's okay. just personnel. And then the game that also had that was controlled from start to finish, a complete dominating performance by the Quick U Team of the Week. Top oh, ten, oh, you're not you, no top stop. ten stop. win you, versus the rival. You cannot make them the quick. The you Texas A and M Gigum oh, Aggies God. with a dominating cover against. Oh dear God, the Arkansas Razorbacks. This game pissed me off. <laughs> All right, I have a lot of bones to pick on this one. All right, help me understand what Kendall Browse is doing. Arkansas gets the ball, scores, drive down the yep. field, just. Swiss cheese, scores. Gets it back, scores. Stops them again, gets it back. They get to about midfield, and he pulls a Hugh Freeze. <laughs> he pulls, what is that, Neil? He pulls a Hugh Freeze where he goes, you know what we ought to do right here is run something different. Because they hadn't stopped this, so let's run something different. Maybe we'll put in the backup quarterback and run a little package, and maybe we'll run a little double reverse. No. No, no, no. He was going for nuts, man. No, no, no. But you, 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 were, getting, you were getting there with what you were doing. Because, I mean, you go up, you're up 14 nothing, and you're driving. You're at midfield. You know A&M's thinking, oh, shit. You know they're over there going, oh, God, we can't stop the run. You run, get it down, either go up 21 nothing, go up 17 nothing, and send a little message that goes, hey, we're three scores up on you, champ. You're going to have to put that running game away. That game, I'm telling you, that game in that moment, there was two spots. That's the first one that no one talks about. The second one's the one that everybody does talk about, and I'm going to talk about in a minute. You go up 21 nothing there, even 17 nothing there. There's a decent chance that's a blowout. I mean, a, oh, no, 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 no. You make Tennessee, you make Texas A&M one-dimensional. I know you like this Johnson kid. I'm telling you, the touchdown they score, A-Chain's a stud. A-Chain gets a big, long run. He's a badass. He's a bad man. He gets the big, long run. Then they score on a third and goal at the, like, six or seven where he's throwing off his back foot and he throws this wee rainbow that just happens. I mean, come on. It was a back shoulder throw, man. Wait, no, it wasn't. It was not. The receiver's laying on the ground on his butt when he catches it. They practice that all the time. They did not ever practice that one time. They've ne- I, I've been- sp- I know they spent at least three periods a day practicing that throw. No. <laughs> no. 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 They've never practiced. Mean, it was pure luck. So my point is. Players making plays, man. Come on, man. I'll give the receiver credit for making a play. The quarterback didn't make a play, and I saw the wink. I know you're effing with me right now. You're, hey, you're very vulnerable right now. Yeah, I am. Because <laughs> these, these are games. Because th- th- anyway, let me tell you what it was. So, but then it's fourteen seven, and you drive back down the field, and then here's the moment. 
And if Arkansas season falls apart a little bit, because they got Alabama now, then they got to go to state. They still got BYU. This thing could get this thing could get salty on them quickly. And if it does, they'll look back on not the kid missing the kick. They'll look back on first and goal at about the three. Fourteen seven. You answered their lucky drive with another methodical boom, boom, boom. You're about to score. Because I remember I, it was on my little um, computer on ESPN. They were yep. running it, and Lane's press conference was just about to start. And literally, I turned it off so that I could focus on what I was doing. And when I looked up, it's 14 to 13. I'm like, wait, what? And I saw it. What he? I mean, I know you want guys to compete, but this is where a quarterback has to be more cerebral. You, you First down right there. First down right there is not the play that you, you you try to go over the top. You stick the ball out. No, no, you protect the football on first down. Fourth down, it's another thing. First down, mm-mm, can't happen. That, yeah, that so, play can't happen, Tyler. It's easy. Look, I've tried to coach this out of players before. It's one of the easiest things for a coach or a fan, because I do it as a coach too now. It's not just – I'm not blaming the fans. Hell, I did it too. I'd be like, hey, guys, look, know the situation. And I, I would always try to teach my players – the only time that we are sticking the ball out for a first down and or a touchdown is fourth down. Right, right, right. That's what I always taught. Did that always happen? No, because a kid in the moment. Yeah, I know. And I'm not criticizing yeah, the kid, but know, boy, that's a big play. I know, but it's one of those things that, and I've seen it on social media. It's like, oh, I can't believe he did that. I mean, how many people are criticizing that deal today across social media the last two days? Tons. Right? And it's easy to say that. But put yourself in that kid's shoes. All right, you got the whole freaking state of Arkansas on your shoulders. You're trying to go put the could have been the knockout punch at 21 to nothing. Was it at that time been 21 to nothing? No, right? no, no, no. They already scored. No, one. no, no. See, it was oh, that's, it was 14. Yeah, they were trying to make it 21 to nothing. No, no, you you've got your things messed Somebody up. On the uh, uh-uh. it was 14 nothing. That's when they got cute with Bryles. They ended up having to punt. A-Chain got the long run, and they scored on the rainbow pass. Made, made it 14-7. 14-7. No, I'm saying it made it 14-13 on that one, right? The KJ the, play. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because they, they missed the PAT. Right. You're right. So, but you're still going up 21-7 or whatever it is. It's a 14-point swing or 13-point swing. Gonna be a, it's going to be a big swing. And <clears throat> the kid's just trying to make a play. And the same thing happened in Missouri, which we'll get to, all that stuff. And at the end of the day – I mean, it is what it is, but but even, I thought even after that, even after that, Arkansas had a real opportunity late. Late from that point, though, and I will say this: A and M dominated from that point from that through point, the third quarter, through the third quarter, but not the fourth. And then the fourth quarter went all the way back to where it was. I mean, it was just it was a fun game to watch because it was like Arkansas just completely dominated the first quarter up until that point. Was it halfway through the second quarter? Maybe. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And yeah, then almost almost for, more than that, but yes. And then Texas A and M completely dominated until the Through end the of the end of the third. Of the third mm-hmm. And then and they missed some opportunities too. I know they we're did. talking about this. Yeah. Is, you know the receiver for A and M looked like my wife on ball judgment. He's got a he's got a walk in touchdown on a post, and he jumps forty five feet early. Like, dude, that's no bueno. Aaron, let the record show that it's Tyler talking about your. Yeah, ball she knows judgment. she has no ball judgment. Um, she married me, but you sit there and you go. I didn't get a cursey chuckle on that. Thank you. Um, so when 
but he, all he's got to do is run through it and have him turn around. They try to go back to it later. It's too late. They'd already shown their cards. They got him caught in quarters and had my boy Hudson Clark all bent around backwards. Yeah, had him just messed up. And had it, the safety bit on the dig. They had the, they had the post for a touchdown, and he just – and it just I don't know what, what he was doing. Because he's not a good quarterback. It wasn't the quarterback's fault. It was the receiver's fault. Oh. Yeah, the quarter- but the, but a lot of times the throws were, just weren't there. The throw was, but he didn't. He played. He played above average. He you played, thought? Yeah, I did. Okay. I think he played above average. I don't think. I think he's. They need so some help. They're up twenty three fourteen, and they had a chance. They had a chance to knock. They take a knockout punch too, but, and they but, didn't. But they failed, right? So twenty three fourteen, Arkansas gets it back. Had to score something. Got a touchdown. Yeah. Fairly easily. Yeah. It's like it was- turn around. Got a three and out. Got a stop. Got the ball back. And then the the play that no one's talking about, and the center knew it because he sat on the bench and was very distraught. Snap. Is second and five at the A&M 15, yep. I think, is where the ball was. Second and five, and boy, Arkansas's moving the ball. Yeah, and they it, score a touchdown. And at this, yeah, I think so too. At this point, if you're Jimbo, you're having to think about starting to call timeout. I think he would have taken one right after that play. And so instead of a productive play there, where let's say you get three yards and set up a third and two, okay, where there's a lot you could do there, and now you, you know, whatever. Instead of third and two from the 12, you lose nine yards, and it's on the snap. And this is something I was going to ask you about. This is happening all over college football. I watched, obviously, in, re- in front of me, Tulsa Ole Miss. Tulsa snaps all day were terrible. Ole Miss had snap problems all day. It is becoming an issue in college football how many just terrible snaps there are that are really disrupting offenses. On this play, um, somehow Arkansas recovered it. It was a miracle. That was a nine-yard loss. Then Pittman does some clock stuff here that I didn't like. He, lets, he, run, he runs another play, lets the clock tick all the way down. Then he calls timeout. They run their kicker out, and you know he hits the, the very top of the upright. And they didn't really give themselves enough time. And by using a timeout right there, he really eliminated any chance of getting the ball back. Yeah, he'd made his mind up where he was taking his shot. Um, but you're talking about the bad snaps. The but one- the snap stops you from, like, think about it. Yeah. Let's, let's say you get nothing on that play. And then on third down, you get the one yard again. Mm-hmm. Well, instead of it being a 40-yard field goal, it's a 32, 31-yard yeah. field goal. And then that ball, even if he kicks it the exact same way, that ball goes through. It's You're good. seeing a lot of bad snaps because of all the odd front that's being played. What I mean by odd front, a lot of zero noses, head up guys on the center. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to mess some snaps up, get on a young, inexperienced. I mean, they do it on purpose. I mean, like, is I don't mean to sound this crazy, but just as much as that was the Arkansas center's fault, I mean, we got to give a little credit to the Texas A&M. Well, and, and, and this is why. That's I, what I'm saying. I think is, this is why the kid was because you know, that, that Stromberg's your All SEC center. Yeah, He's been doing it a while. I just was. If you and, go and it, for him, it was his first bad snap of the night. If you keep putting pressure on a center's snap hand, okay. So when a center has to move, like. When he's having to move hard to one direction or the other, and he's trying to move at the same time, that's when the bad snaps are occurring. Yeah, and that one was just too low. It kind of hit, kind of hit his butt coming. He was trying to move. Yeah, yeah you're right. And what, so when, and that's the product. You're seeing a lot of bad snaps lately because of so many odd fronts. You don't see many bad snaps when you're playing an even front team. When I mean by even front, you're playing a three technique and a one technique. So a, a guy over the guard and a guy maybe shade of the other guard, and you're not having pressure directly on your snap hand. Uh, but that's where. 
a lot of pressure comes from a lot of bad snaps yeah. come from immediate pressure to their snap hand side. That's that, but that's and you're having to move directions. So that was a really big game. So Texas A&M goes to Mississippi State now in a game they got to win because they got Alabama after that. I mean, I thought as that game was un- unfolding, I thought, boy, if Arkansas wins this and you're A&M, this is going to be really brutal to c- try to come back from because they could lose in Starkville. Yeah. They're going to lose in Tuscaloosa. And then it spirals. And now for Arkansas, they go from going 4-0 and and having free shot against Bama. Will you just go out there and play? And hey, hey, if you get a shot, great. And if you don't, it's okay. Go to start. We'll win. You're 5-1 and one at the turn. Instead, they're in trouble. I'm interested in this game. Which one? Arkansas-Alabama game. It's we'll gonna, talk about it later. But. It's going to be a blowout. Uh, I'm interested, though. Okay. I, I, don't think, I don't think Arkansas can cover them. All right. I'll go quickly because I know we got to get to some other stuff. Uh, I had the Arkansas-Missouri-Auburn uh, Missouri, under, mm-hmm. which was pretty easy money. It was. Um, and we talked about the ghost of uh, the ghost of Pat Dye helped me out there. The Brian Harson got the assist from Pat Dye on yeah, that one. Yeah, on for the, sure. Missed. I mean, and look, and Eli, you can't. I mean, he made the right decision. Oh no, they set up that kicker had never missed under forty, and he missed. It was I, an no, extra point. Yeah, if your Drinkwitz, it was an you, extra point. If your Drinkwitz, you 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 can't question anything you did. You 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 you. Put your team in position to have you a shot. You know what sucks, though, about coaching? Is he's going to be on the hot seat now because of that. Yeah. And he did everything right. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. But it is what And it I is. felt sick for the kid that fumbled at the one. I mean, that's that's awful. And then my unique money line stat of the day is I lost Rucker. I had Rutgers over your Iowa Hawkeyes. My unique stat here today is the Iowa defense outscores the Iowa offense and the Rutgers offense. <laughs> Iowa has a – I mean, no joke. We do a lot of Iowa joking. <laughs> Their defense is legit elite. They score 14 points. Yeah. Iowa's offense scored 13 points, and Rutgers' offense scored 10 points. So congratulations to the Iowa defense. You won the day. Literally. They're really good. Yeah. They're really good. I mean, they – I don't know what they, – they they get more overthrown picks than the history of NCAA. Like, because I remember when we played it against Iowa at Arkansas State, I remember going, hey, if it's a high ball, you better get it down because there's going to be somebody back there picking Yeah, it. yeah. All right, you want to talk about uh, – let's talk about – before you want to go ahead and start this next week or you want to talk any, any more uh, about last week games? Well, no, we'll start into this week. Uh, real quick, I do want to remind you we're brought to you each and every week also by Cleanside Wipes. They're the 2021 EPA Safer Choice Partner of the Year. They are um, in-list approved. It kills COVID in 30 seconds. Broad-spectrum hospital-grade antimicrobial efficacy – Citric acid base, no harsh chemicals, simple one step, no rinse, cleaning, disinfecting, removes all that film left over by harsh chemicals such as ammonia, bleach, and alcohol. Clean side has the lowest toxicity rating allowable by the EPA, which means it poses the lowest risk to the health of employees, patients, students, customers, or the environment. It's citric acid based. Clean side germicidal wipes deliver powerful efficacy against pathogens without the potential harmful effects of other chemical disinfectants. And it comes in one easy-to-use wipe. It's great for schools, daycares, nurseries, hospitals, long-term facilities, office buildings, households, and more. You can order it in uh, wipe, obviously. They also have a ready-to-use spray. To learn more, get in touch with my, my guy, Todd Abbott, at wipesandgloves at gmail.com. That's wipes, W-I-P-E-S, and the word A-N-D, gloves, 
at gmail.com. All right, you want to do it? Because I got, I got the uh, – there's a pretty big game here locally this weekend. It's a huge, huge game. The uh, seventh-ranked Wildcats heading to Oxford in five days to play uh, the fifth, the 14th-ranked Rebels, both teams undefeated. The two teams that in their last 18 games, they're both 15-3 and three each. Both yeah. Ole Miss and Kentucky have won 15 of their last 18 games. There are two teams in the league – who can look down on that and scoff? You probably can guess which two they are. There are no teams in the league other than Alabama and Georgia who can say anything other than kind of wish I were you. Yeah. Um, all right, so I know we got a lot of Ole Miss fans on here, so I'm going to try not to piss you off here. Well, what you're about to do is going to piss them off. It's going to piss them off. They'll be all right. If I were an Ole Miss fan, which I'm not, I don't look through rose-colored glasses – I would do some emotional hedging here. Okay. Whatever your unit is, just put your unit. And I, I got it at seven. It's been at six. This line is all over the place, by the way. It started like four and a half. Yeah. It went to seven. I got it at five and a half yesterday for Neil's picks. And it's all over the place. I would do some emotional hedging and just take Kentucky plus the points mm-hmm. for whatever your unit is. And so if, if yeah, some – I jumped that under too. What is it? I can't remember. It's in the 50s. I'd go under. Yeah. And here's why. It's like if Ole Miss blows them out and you lose money, eh, Ole Miss won. Sure. Yay. Sure. If something happens and Kentucky wins the game, eh. At least you got money. At least you got money in your pocket. And there's a decent chance that you – You can thread the needle. There's a decent chance that you double up. Yeah, you can thread the needle That your team wins – and Kentucky covers. Because I think seven's too big. I think it is too big, too. Look, Kentucky – in my opinion, like Kentucky, I don't think they're going to come in here and blow anybody out. That's just not their mode. Well, it's not who they are. They grind you out. They yep. physical, they tough you, and they find a way to win by three. And if I have to hear one more time about Kentucky on the road versus SEC West teams, so I guess that, I mean, they just went to the swamp and won. There's not going to be any harsher environment that they go into to play. Well, and a lot of those SEC West losses, because it's interesting, right? A lot of those SEC West losses, and it's like, it's like nine of their last ten or something like that against SEC West, but uh, almost all – it's like six of them are against State. You know, State's there. Yeah. And for whatever yeah, reason – That's one For whatever is. reason, that game has become a whoever is at home wins. Yeah. So, for me, the interesting thing for me is, you know, watching – you know, I watched every play of the Ole Miss game uh, this past week. You know, I had gone to that scrimmage or whatever it was in the summer yeah. uh, with my son, and that was – the Ole Miss defense that, or the, the Ole Miss team that I saw in that scrimmage, that's who played Saturday. Yeah. That, I don't know where – I don't know if they're – I don't know what got them to that mode. They didn't tackle well. They didn't cover well. Uh, they didn't really block extremely well up front. Running backs got a bunch of yards. Um, got a lot of extra – I mean, they were getting running yards. It was weird. It was just a weird deal. They didn't yeah. – t- I mean – and what you got well, a team in, that had tackled well did not tackle well. Yeah, that was probably the biggest concern and cover and a cover. Well, you're you got Will Levis coming in here, yeah. who likes to extend plays. And boy, this Kentucky receiving crew is they're, 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 they're loaded. They get Rodriguez back. Kentucky has an issue up front. They're just not very good right now. It's weird. Like they don't run the ball well. They haven't run it well at all. Now some of that maybe is due to the fact that they haven't had Rodriguez back there, and he's their guy. And some of it is they're just not creating any openings. I think that's more of it. Um. And then Levis makes plays. Yeah, I mean, Levis he's good. Is, Levis is good. 
you know, I I just think it's going to be a close game regardless. I do, too. I, do too. Um, I would probably take Kentucky in the points, which is probably what I'll do anyway. That's just a lot of points, man. And, look, do some emotional hedging. If I'm an Ole Miss fan, I'm doing emotional hedging, and you'll be fine. you win either way. Yeah. And then and like this, it's like I don't want to lose money. But how, many, how much money could you raise right now if you went to Ole Miss fans and said, I'm guaranteeing you an Ole Miss win by more than seven points? How much? Oh, I mean, God, a bunch. Yeah, just so if you if you lose your bet, then you just kind of donated to the cause. I'm leaning Ole Miss, but I just don't like I don't like the number anything more than about. I'm surprised this number's more than three. I was going to say four. I'm, I'm if you told me Ole Miss wins by three, four points, I'm like yeah, I can see that. If you tell me Ole Miss wins by eight, nine, ten, I'm like, boy, what happened? I just. This is like an NFL game to me, right? Like here's I, my here's my thing, and I, I I don't like talking a lot about this because people get so emotional about it. I'm not as I've I've heard people going, boy, this defense is going to be awesome, nah. and I'm like, hold up, just hang on. I I, I got to see a little something more. Now they played without Pegues the other day; that was a factor. They played without uh, Kari Coleman, who's been a really athletic mm-hmm. linebacker. He his absence was was palpable; you could see it. But they're gonna. This is this is a step up, and oh, yeah. and and you know, I mean, I just I, I need to see a little bit more. I, I I will say this: the knock on Jackson Dart in the spring and in the summer was, oh, he's a turnover machine. And he frank, did good though, not frankly. Saturday, I thought he was anything but that. I thought he made tons of good decisions. Didn't make the one terrible decision. Um, they ran the ball well. Judkins is a terrific back. Evans got dinged up. Um. Up front, Ole Miss is is uh they I think they've got a couple of guys that are playing hurt and it shows, um, and their their pass protection is is uh it's questionable. Yeah, it's, it's, so that's why the over under yeah. is like fifty eight. I love the under. If you told me this game never fifty eight, that's what someone said in the thing. If oh, you, if yeah, you to, I'm under that one. If you told me that this game stays low twenties to low twenties or like. 21 to 17. I yeah, buy that's, it. I that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I just think this game's going to be on a, it's a last possession game, and I don't think it's by a touchdown. I think somebody's going to make a kick one way or another. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, because I think Ole Miss is going to have to run the ball, and they, they've proven they can do that. Yeah. But that shortens games. I don't think and Kentucky that, is methodical. They yeah, like to work clock. They like to, they're methodical they're yeah. and they're grindy and they're and they're you know what I mean like they they do it by toughness and grit. Their and goal that. is to wear you out. Yeah, and they did Florida on yeah, the road. They did, um, which surprised me. But and everybody's like you know this whole you know I, I'm tired of listening to the narrative of you know oh they you know they were sleepwalking and all that stuff and you know, on both sides over unders fifty five and a half now according to grind. Yeah, I still like it under. I do too. I, um, I think this game. I think the total stays in the forties. Yeah, I, I mean I, maybe low. If you told me 27, 24, 28, 24, 26, 28, somebody's got to get to twenty eight. Yeah, that's yeah, about as, like, that's about as far as I'm willing to go with scores. I just don't see one of these teams getting into the thirties. Yeah, I just I think that if you, I mean, if it gets lower than that, I may even sprinkle. I'm really gonna piss them off here. I may even sprinkle because I think it's like plus two ten. I may even sprinkle a little bit on the money line, Kentucky. I know Ole Miss fans will never do that. Jason, I'm gonna push back a little bit politely. Uh, he says the dark narrative was just media talk that Lane could use to refrain from naming a starter. No, in the spring he threw the ball to the other team a lot. 
dude, Lane doesn't give a shit. He's going to yeah. name him when he's ready to get he, to name him. He threw a lot of he threw a, he threw it to the other team a lot in the spring. He, he yeah. looked he looked lost at times in the spring. The thing that the thing that's I'm just going to be I'm I'm a realist. I try to keep things in reality sure. here. Is in my opinion, you saw Saturday what could be. Everybody wants to talk about what happened in the second half, second half, second half, second half. They didn't score any points in the second half. Right. You know who didn't play in the second half on offense? Who didn't play? Or didn't play much? Oh, well, uh, Warren, the center. Or Evans. Or Evans. You're yeah. one injury away from – I think that kid's magic. Here's, here's what's interesting about this game. We'll talk a lot about it more on Thursday. Yeah. What's interesting about this game is that the winner of this game, because of the way the schedule shape out, the winner of this game is in great shape. Oh, dude! If you if Ole Miss wins this game, they're beating Vandy. They're beating, in my opinion, sorry, grind. I think they're beating. I'm a realist, even though Auburn, I think they beat Auburn. I well, on paper, they certainly win those two games. I and, would be shocked. And so, what I'm, my point is is that let's let's say for the sake of this conversation that Ole Miss wins. Yeah, they get another twenty days to kind of figure some things out to get better to. Yeah, they're going to show up to play. Of course. Yeah. But they get some time where as long as they don't just lay a stinker, they're going to get to Baton Rouge on They could not play. They can't play like they played Saturday. They can't play that way in any SEC game. Oh, there's no question. And I they, don't care and, if you're going no, to Nashville. I think that's why the, the mood in that building was, was what it was yeah. yesterday. It was, it was, it was a, hey, you, we play like this. And we're getting beat. Yeah, you may lose in Nashville. Yeah, you like play that. like this, you're going to be flirting with disaster. So, and then with Kentucky, on the other hand, same thing. I mean, if you're Kentucky and you beat Ole Miss, I mean, you suddenly now you still got to go through Knoxville, and that looks like a scary spot. And Georgia, but you get Georgia at home. Is my yeah. point. If what I was going to say was, if you're Kentucky, suddenly there's a path to ten and two to to ten and zero when Georgia comes to your place. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I've – that was just – I don't know. I tend to lean in games like this. If the running – I guess what I was getting to is this. If the running game gets shut down, I don't know if Dart's, Dart can carry the whole team versus Kentucky against the pass defense of Kentucky's. I don't know if – a quarterback – I don't know if he can – he, if he's ready to win a game yet. That would be my um, concern if I was an Ole Miss fan. Now, on the flip side, if I was a Kentucky fan – my concern is this: is I saw what a balanced offense, and we can call we can call it what you want to call it. The reason that the defense looked as bad as they looked the other day is because Tulsa was able. That was the first time somebody was able to throw the ball on them, and they wasn't able to come downhill. Well, they start playing coverage, and then you get ran two hundred fifty yards, two sixty, whatever it was against them. Um, that I look today is you know Kentucky's going to try to do a balanced offense, but I don't know if Kentucky up front can run the football enough to do that. So it's it's a big mystery for me when it comes to that from a true game breakdown standpoint. Yeah, sure. But, I tend in games like this to lean on the quarterback. I think Will Levis is the best quarterback um, in this game, and I would probably take Kentucky plus the points and emotional hedge if I was – would be my advice. Now let's run through some of these others. All right. Because we're at an hour and a half now. Oh, so, shit. Yeah. Alabama minus 16 and a half at Arkansas. I'll probably lay the points, but, um, yeah, I'm but I'm, I am interested in this game because I want to see Sam Pittman bring his kids back and respond at home. That's a tough place to play. Uh, Last time I went in there, that big a favorite one, 14-13. There's just no scenario where Arkansas wins that game, in my opinion. There's, there's no, no I, I'm with you, but I'm yeah. just saying I'm not. Here's uh, an, an interesting game. Mississippi State's giving four points to A&M. I'm gonna be, I, I, I think I'm going state here. Uh, I'm, you're much higher on A&M. I am, I am. And, and I'll get. I think here's what I believe. I really do. I believe after watching this, if Arkansas and, and, and Texas A&M played again this week, Arkansas would win by three touchdowns. 
I just disagree. Yeah, I, I like Texas A&M. I don't know what I'm going to do in this I think, game. I think A&M's got some blowout losses coming their way. All right. Uh, LSU minus eight at Auburn. Keep an eye on Hurricane Ian. Yeah. I mean, all kidding aside. If it's a dry track, what do you? What would you? LSU. Yeah. Um, LSU big. If it's a dry track, if it's wet, I'm going the under. I may go the under anyway, but if it's wet, it keeps it keeps Jaden Daniels in the pocket. They have to run the football. They're not a very effective running team. LSU. Yeah. Um, they rely on a lot of things from perimeter and the throwing games to open things up. Auburn can run the football, but it would be a, an under game for me if it's wet. Uh, Georgia giving 28 at lay Missouri. Em, lay them all. I, I'm lay them all. Yeah, I'm lay them all. I'm, I'm, I'm probably making that one of my picks this week. Lay them all. Um, Oklahoma State's at Baylor. The Bears giving two and a half to the Pokes. It's a big, big Big 12 game. This is driver's seat game for the Big 12. Yeah. Texas has lost. Oklahoma's lost. This is the only two undefeated in the Big 12, or, you know, the two that matter. I like Oklahoma State in this game. Uh, Wake is at FSU coming off that heartbreaking loss to Clemson. They go to Florida State. They'll get seven from the Knowles big line. in tally. That's a big line. Let me tell you what, FSU is a little bit better than what everybody's giving him credit yeah, for. Yeah, he's, he's doing a good job in a year when he had to. Yep. Uh, Iowa State is at Kansas. The Jayhawks keep winning. Uh, they get three and a half from the, the clones. Oh, my goodness. I, I don't know how you don't sprinkle Kansas money line on this one. Have a little fun with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michigan giving ten and a half at right. Iowa City. The over under here forty two and a half. I'm I'm going to tell you this is an interesting I may spot. Parlay this game. This is an interesting spot right here. I like Michigan minus ten and a half, and I like the under at forty two and a half. I think I do too. I don't know how Mich- I don't know how Iowa's going to score, but at the same time, Michigan's going to find a way to score like seven. I can see this being like a seventeen to three, yeah, twenty one six kind of game. I could see that. I'm with you. Um. Oklahoma coming off that loss, they head to Fort Worth. They're giving six and a half to the to the Frogs. I kind of feel like this is a bounce back spot for the Sooners. They're pissed. Uh, Texas Tech heads to Manhattan, coming off the big win over the uh, over the Horns. They got to go to Manhattan now. The uh, Wildcats giving seven and a half. That number might be low. I like the Red Raiders in this one. Oh, do you really? Okay, I do. Here's one I love. I'm just going to tell you I love it. Uh, South Alabama giving nine and a half to the Cajuns. I just think Kane's team's really good. Dude, if they they win, whipped Louisiana Tech. If they win this one? I know. They put themselves in the driver's seat to win the West. Because, I mean, you got to think who they got left. They got Monroe, Ark State, Texas State. Um, he will be – I think they will be favored in the rest of their games. NC State heads to Clemson. This is the uh, game day game. This is where the crew will be. Quick uh, U versus Quick U right here, boss. NC State getting six and a half. Uh they they've been solid. I'll probably stay away from this because it's quick you quick you. Uh, I, I I think I, this is this might be one of mine. Uh, and then line. this next one might money be line. one. Of, I know this next one might, might be mine too. West Virginia at Texas. Texas coming off a difficult loss. They're giving nine points to the uh, Mountaineers. Now look, they're nowhere near as good on the road as they are at home. But everybody gets up for Texas, dude. When Quinn Ewers gets back, Texas will be fine. There's a difference when he's not there. Of course. Big difference. Um, I'll probably check. He's got to be getting close. I want to check and see where he's at health-wise. But what um, if he can't go? Then I'll take I'll – This take might be a spot. West Virginia. Yeah. I think that's I think that's the right play. Again, our thanks to everybody for being with us in the stream. 
Obviously, our thanks to the people at Rain. 300 milligrams, natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel. To learn more, we'll be back on Thursday with Make It Rain Thursday. Make it rain. And uh, we'll see whether I can make up a little ground here. On 7.03 the, uh, units. I need some help. I need him to have a really bad weekend. I need to have a really good weekend, and I need to hit a big money line. So I will be studying those. If anybody's got any suggestions, you know how to reach me. Monroe over Alabama. <laughs> I feel one of them coming soon. Yeah, I mean, it's going to come to that. This is that's why I'm. I mean, you, you're searching for the. I'm not going to look for it against Alabama, but you're searching for like the Iowa over Michigan kind of game where you get. It may be. I mean, we're saying Alabama's going to lose a game, right? Yeah, the one that the one that sticks out to me is Knoxville. Mine's this weekend. I just don't see it. Now look, if Sam can get his team up and they'll be up. They'll he'll he'll get them Dude, up. They're they're all up against Alabama. Yeah, he'll get them up. It just it takes on more desperation. I, I would I would prefer to have a team with free shot. I do think this. Arkansas scores against everybody. They, they'll score against Bama. I just think Bryce Young's going to light that secondary on fire. You better protect Bryce Young first. Well, that's true. And Arkansas's gotten to the quarterback. I just don't see it. Dude, I'm just telling you, I've been there with Alabama, with a good Alabama team. That is a tough place. That's a tough, yeah. tough, tough, tough trip. We'll see. And then Knoxville's going to be a tough, Knoxville, tough, I'm tough telling Knoxville's trip. Knoxville's going to be tough because I think Tennessee can score on them. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. All right, we'll be back on Thursday. For everybody, thanks again for being in the stream with us. We really appreciate it. Uh, our numbers are great on this show. And uh, Subscribe, like, social yeah, media. Hit the, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, and uh, you see all of our social media things here, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Follow us, um, interact. We really appreciate it. Uh, our guy Cole's doing a great job with their social media, so um, interact and, and uh, give us feedback. We'd love to have it. See you on Thursday with another edition of McCready and Siski powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Until then, have a great week.